Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is Potential Medication Benefits, Somewhere Between Placebo and Miracle. Adults who take medication for their ADHD tend to find that it enables them to focus on one thing at a time, stick with uninteresting tasks, listen better, and think before acting impulsively. This is the second episode in a three-part series on medication. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. So that's a good deal. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. As a psychologist, my preferred mode of intervention is talk therapy. However, I've found that for most of my ADHD clients, medication can make a significant improvement in their lives, so I often recommend that they at least try them, just you know, so they can make a fully informed choice about whether medication works for them. Medication addresses the core symptoms of ADHD, which are inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. So just as these core symptoms lead to other problems, which you know you probably know all too well, by reducing these core symptoms, medication can lead to improvements in these affected areas as well. It doesn't make these other problems instantly disappear, but it can make it easier to address them. Clients have described the benefits of medication in various ways, including that it creates a sense of clarity, makes it possible to ignore distractions, makes it easier to start and finish uninspiring tasks, calms a busy mind, brings everything into focus, makes it possible to think about only one thing at a time, you know, kind of stuff like that. And what medication does is it opens up a small space between thought and thought, in the case of distractibility, or between thought and action, in the case of hyperactivity or impulsivity. Now, this makes it possible to stop and actually think about what the best course of action is, rather than just responding automatically or going from one thing directly to the next. With medication, the person with ADHD has the option to make a more conscious choice rather than automatically responding or getting pulled by distractions. Now, this doesn't mean that she'll necessarily decide to do the right thing, But now, with medication, if she chooses to, or if she wants to, she can actually follow through with it. So intentions more accurately line up um, with actions or outcomes. It may not be perfect, but it's better. So, for example, if she's working on a report on the computer and her email alert goes off, she's able to decide to either ignore the email and keep working on the report, Or if she does decide to answer the email, she's better able to remember that, oh, I've got that report. So after she finishes the email, she's more likely to get back to it rather than get kind of sucked into the inbox. 
Studies with adults, in, term, in other words, research studies with adults, have found that stimulants, which is the main medication that's used to treat ADHD, lead to improved attention span and decreased distractibility, less restlessness, and less impulsivity. So, all good stuff. Stimulants also improve vigilance, reaction time, task persistence, work productivity, working memory, handwriting even, fine motor speed, and general coordination. So as a result of these improvements, people with ADHD perform better on both simple and complex learning tasks. More specifically, medication can lead to improved performance in planning, organizing, prioritizing, time management, sustained attention, attention to detail, tolerating repetition, resisting distraction, and focusing on and retaining reading material. So, you know, day-to-day -day life, that's the stuff that it benefits. And, you know, that's, those are important skills to have, all that. So all of these can have significant positive repercussions in the person's life. So, for example, it's really interesting The studies have found that children with ADHD who are appropriately medicated tend to evoke fewer negative reactions from caregivers and peers. So in other words, medicating the kid with ADHD helps their parents do a better job. So more positive parenting techniques, fewer negative parenting techniques. Now this presumably leads to bigger gains as time goes on and the relationship between the child and the parent improves and the constant battles are replaced by more harmonious interactions. So although these findings haven't been as well documented in the case of um, adults and romantic partners, we can probably assume pretty safely that, you know, some of the same lessons apply, that as one, per as one member of the couple who has ADHD takes medication and benefits from it, the other person gets some benefits from that as well. But, you know, as much as we think that medication just sort of does what it does, you take it, it starts acting, and away we go, there's actually quite a bit of subjectivity involved when people rate how effective a medication is. Now, first of all, it can be affected by physiological differences from day to day, like how much sleep did you get, what was your diet on that day, exercise, mood, stress, things like that. In other words, all that stuff that affects everybody's performance. I actually had a client once who kept a notebook when she started her medication, and it was interesting to see how these other factors affected how well the medication performed. Now, of course, what it showed is that many other factors besides just medication affect attention, since her performance would vary from day to day, even though her dose stayed the same, which is really pretty interesting. Now, ratings of a medication's effectiveness can also be influenced by psychological factors, such as the expectations that you might have of it. Some people unrealistically expect the medication to instantly enable them to do everything that they couldn't do before. On the other hand, you know, or as a result, these people are then disappointed when the miracle doesn't happen, so they rate the medication poorly even when it's actually in fact helping. Medication is not a silver bullet, but rather an aid to help those with ADHD apply their, apply their efforts more effectively. But they still have to actually apply their efforts. <clears throat> some people don't expect instant gratification, but still lose patience when it takes some time to find the right dose. So they bail out prematurely 
or aren't willing to try a second or maybe even a third medication if the first one doesn't hit the bullseye. Now, I can appreciate that frustration, but, you know, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. And if you didn't get lucky on the first one, then you just got to stick it through until you find the one that works. Now, if someone has other conditions such as depression, anxiety, learning disability, um, you know, maybe they're drinking a little more than they should, something like that, then the ADHD medication may not seem to help as much as one would like because these other conditions are also interfering with a person's performance. So in order to get the person functioning to the level that they would really want, some additional treatment may be, may be necessary to unlock that person's potential. Now, whereas most people who try medication are looking for a benefit, some people actually don't want it to help. Now, presumably that's not anybody listening to this podcast, because if you're listening, that tells me that, you know, you accept the fact that ADHD might be a possibility and you're looking for ways to do better in your life. However, um, the people who are hesitant about the diagnosis will then probably also be hesitant about the treatment. Um, and the reason is they may either be happy the way they are and you know, are just trying medications so that someone else, like a romantic partner, family member, or boss, will just kind of get off their case. So because they aren't looking for benefits, they may not notice them or may even downplay the medication's positive effects. Some of these people may not realize the extent of the effect that ADHD has on their lives, so they don't have much incentive to change it. Others may know the effect that it has, but worry that taking medication is a painful admission that something is wrong with them. So if they don't take medication, then that means that they're, you know, normal, just like everybody else. You know, I realize that it takes guts to admit shortcomings, but it seems to be a lot better than continuing to suffer from something unnecessarily. In these cases, pride carries a very high price. I actually talked about this in episode 21, uh, which is titled, How to Get Help When You Need It, For You or For Someone Else, which came out on August 10th. So you can find that in the archives at adultadhdbook.com if you're interested. And we'll finish up our three-part series on medication next time uh, when we talk about the different kinds of meds that are available and how to find the right dose. In other news, I did an interview for healthlifeandstuff.com on ADHD in adults, so you can find the link to that on the cool events page at adultadhdbook.com. I also had a couple excerpts from More Attention, Less Deficit in the new issue of Attention Magazine, covering ADHD and, and the other conditions that often come along for the ride. Members of CHAD get Attention Magazine for free, so if you aren't already a member of CHAD, this is just one more reason why you should be. You can get more information at chadd.org. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.